0: That's probably one of my greatest joys when um, not only seeing my kids uh, serving the Lord and when they uh, recite scripture, but as a student pastor, just being able to see students taking their next step in their faith, whatever that might look like. Um, So thank you, Macy. Thank you, the worship team. Thank you, guys. Um, And as I prep for Graduate Sunday, I'll be honest with you. I always have a hard time um because i i don't want to make it all about the graduates i know that's what you desire i know that's what you want you got your time all right but part of the reason is because if we make it all about the graduates i also know you guys you guys check out you're like this isn't about me wrap it up carlos i want cupcakes and punch i get it okay so it's a hard balance okay because i want to make sure that we recognize our graduates focus on them but i want to make sure that we as adults also get to hear something from god's word and so as I was prepping, um, one of the passages that kept jumping to me um, was in, in John uh, chapter 2. And as, as I started thinking, I, I wanted to make sure that no matter where you were, where you currently are, I wanted to, you to hear that God is inviting you. That God is inviting you to a new life. to to a newness that only Jesus can provide. And so I don't know where you are. I don't know what your struggles are. I don't know what kind of week you've had. There's something that God wants you to hear. And, And whether you're a graduate or a parent, a family of a graduate, I know that this is new territory. I know this is new to you. I know that you are trying to navigate like what does my next chapter look like i know some of you graduates are like i don't even know what next week looks like okay but ultimately you you, this is this is new to you you're you're trying to navigate through it but i want you to know also again wherever you are god is inviting you to a newness so if you're trying to find purpose you're trying to find direction of life jesus has that for you Or, or maybe if if you're here and you're tired of your old life there's great news Jesus has a new one for you okay so so it doesn't matter where you are at there's an invitation to a new life there's an invitation to a new purpose that God has for you I think of the words that Paul said in 2nd Corinthians where it talks about the the old creation right it says um let me read it I, I apologize 2nd Corinthians 5 17 therefore is and if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation the old this passed away the new has come and that's the invitation that Jesus has for each and every single one of us here that if you're looking for direction guidance he'll provide that if you're looking for a new life he'll provide that as well because that newness only jesus can provide and jesus changes you so if you're a christian there's a purpose for you if you are far from god if you're here just searching out seeking answers there's a new life that he has for you so if you have your bibles you guys can turn to john chapter 2. and as as you'll as you're getting there let me kind of give you a little background of what's going on um jesus has just started his ministry all right and over these next three chapters jesus has kind of a theme or i'm sorry john has a theme over these next three chapters about newness right the old is gone the new has come and over these next three chapters jesus is going to show show us that that the old is gone there's a new way there's a new life there's a new way of doing things John chapter four, uh, chapter 2 verse 1 it says on the third day a wedding took place in Kenya of Galilee Jesus's mother was there and Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding as well when the wine ran out Jesus's mother told them they don't have any wine What has this concern of yours to do with me, woman? Jesus asked. My hour has not yet come. Anyone get a little uncomfortable reading that? Just a little bit? Jesus is is having a conversation with his mother. And 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 Mary comes and says, they ran out of wine. And he goes, what does this have to do with me, woman? Right? I, I I don't know about you, but... But if I ever talked to Anna Donnarumma, my mother, like that, I would get a chancla to the face, right? For, for my non-Latinos, okay, this is, this is a weapon of mass destruction, also known as a flip-flop or a, a slide, okay? You know, I talk to my mom, All right? right in the face, right? And, 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 it, and if she didn't hit me, I had Louis Donnarumma, right? Big Louie coming and, and getting after me. Some of you guys are like oh poor child, yeah. right? That's it's all right But here's what I want you to know, okay we, you read that and you're like makes you cringe a little bit like yo Jesus like this isn't the picture of Jesus that we see like like Who talks to their mama like that? In Scripture Jesus does but here's why okay? because what I want you to see is this isn't like a sweet like woman, like it, it's a rebuke. But nobody gets to rebuke their mom, but Jesus. But here's why: Because at this time, as he mentioned, he said, "My hour has not yet come." He understood his purpose in life. He understood why he was there. And at this time he was saying, "This isn't for me to do something right now. It is not my time." Now, I know it's Kids, it's family worship, so I know we have little ones in here. I also know we have teenagers. So you read this, and I don't want you to leave thinking like, hey, I just have to be Christ-like, and I'm going to rebuke my mother anytime I get, right? You can start deleting that tweet right now, all right, or that text message that you were about to send to your mom, right? Like, you don't get to do that. That's not considered Christ-like, all right? (laughs) Jesus was rebuking because it was not his time yet now a little background on this because i started thinking like why why did mary go to joseph okay i'm sorry why did mary go to jesus all right so many believe that G, uh, that joseph was dead at this point in jesus life if you read the gospels the last mention of joseph Jesus' um, earthly dad was when jesus was a child and, and so the fact that um, and even at the end when, when jesus is hanging on the cross he looks to john and hands mary over to him and, and so the the image that you get is jesus is now in a sense the next man for mary to look up to for help and so over these years you would assume that jesus being the firstborn was taking care of his mother was taking care of the family hence when mary has a problem that at this wedding they have ran out of wine she's going to the person that has helped her over these last few years and I know maybe as you're reading this and again I had to study it and understand like running out of wine or running out of something at a wedding it's not like oh hey I'm gonna run to that Walmart that super target nearby and pick it up okay when something ran out it was a big deal especially in a wedding feast a Jewish wedding that would take somewhere between 7 to 14 days if you ran out of something it was kind of a shame As a family because you would invite the whole town over so everybody knew so and so can't afford whatever it is that they ran out so the fact that Mary and Joseph were invited it was a big deal for them to help this family out so continue to see what what happens verse 5 it says do whatever he tells you his mother told the servants now six stones, water jars had been set there for Jewish purification. Each contained 20 or 30 gallons. Fill the jars with water, Jesus told them. So they filled them to the brim. Then he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the head waiter. And they did. When the head waiter tasted the water after it had become wine, he did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. He called the groom and told him, everyone sets out the fine wine first, then after people are drunk, the inferior wine. But you have kept the fine wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs, in Cana of Galilee. He revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. there's a couple of things that I want to draw out of this quickly so that you guys can go enjoy the punch and cupcakes but I know that as we read this some of us get a little little uncomfortable as well right because some of our Baptist Bible translations uh, substitute wine for Welch's grape juice right and we're like right So, so let me just tell you the point of today's message is not about wine okay so we can relax we can breathe a little bit it's okay all right that's not the point but what I want to focus on okay is two quick things the first thing is that Jesus changes you from the inside out Jesus changes you changes you from the inside out notice that he tells the servants to fill the jars of water understand anything that Jesus does is intentional Jesus doesn't do anything haphazardously right he doesn't just like think of it whatever No, know there, there's intentionality behind it he's also Jesus who as we read through scripture has many miracles that he performs Jesus could have made the wine appear out of thin air he could have told the servants hey just go around go around the barn seven times or do something it'll pop no no he chose something that was available he chose something that was there And had them fill the jars with water and Jesus transformed that water into wine he transformed it from the inside out and and I think it's 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 important to understand that it was what was available he he changed the content of what was inside that jar he changed it from the inside out which is exactly what Jesus later on would preach to the Pharisees and the Sadducees right he, he would mention that that they were like um, like whitewashed tombs, clean and beautiful on the outside but stinky with dead bodies on the inside he described them kind of like like uh, like a bowl like a dish that was clean on the outside but I'm sorry clean on the outside but nasty on the inside and he's rebuking them when he tells them this like you have all the things wrong you need to be changed from the inside out i think pastor john uh, came to the office a couple of days ago and we were talking about um, this idea of humanism that i think a lot of times we we hear this you know you do you you can do it It's all inside of you I'll be the first one to tell you when I do me It's not pretty Right when I do me I get a chunk left to the face When I do me I get in school suspensions When when I do me I I I beep the horn at people that cut me off because how dare they? when I do me I I break and ruin relationships in my life. I've tried doing me. All it does is hurt people. Proverbs talks about how it leads to destruction, leads to death. So when you do you, that's not a good thing. And you know that deep down inside. That when you try to look within yourself and what you have. Hello? Am I good? Oh, it's my beard. My bad. Oops. My bad. I even trimmed it for this. All right, my bad. I apologize. But the, when you do you, it, it, it goes bad. And so when Jesus provides this change in you, that He will change you from the inside out, this is a revelation. Something that we should all welcome. I'm going to be different because of Jesus. I Don't have to do it within my own power because I'm going to fail a hundred times over What I love about the story too is Notice that when Jesus turns it into wine, they bring it to the head waiter or in, In our days, it would be like the wedding planner, right the wedding coordinator and he drinks of it and he's so amazed by the by this wine that he actually calls the groom over he interrupts the groom at his wedding and says hey this is awesome this is great usually people put the best stuff at the beginning you waited till the very end which is also to let you know that god is not looking to just improve you he's looking to make the best of you That he wants to create you not just small improvements he wants to make you into the greatest person that he wants you to he's planned it out for you but not only that but Jesus also changes your purpose because now we don't have to live our life in such a way that we're lost Without direction that we wonder is this what we were created for you try to look for satisfaction God gives you the purpose so that every single day you can say this is what God made me to do this is what God created for me this is the plans the works that he had talked about that he made for me before I was even thought of before I was even born again Jesus is intentional right there's no accident in what he does and so when he uses those stone jars it's good it's important because those stone jars were actually used for uh, purification purposes right for cleansing and and we can you know you can do a study we can have a whole message just on that of the, the the model of cleansing and how that's replaced how Back in the day those Pharisees would look as cleansing as the ultimate goal that when you cleanse yourself you were right with God and Jesus flips that upside down You, you, you look later on and this is what we call in the business foreshadowing okay when you look at the end of John you look at the end of the life of Jesus he transforms the cleansing Those stone jars are no longer usable right the job that they were created for no longer exists because Jesus now put wine in that new wine and he's showing you a picture that later on he is what you need for the cleansing the ultimate cleansing but what I want you to see is these jars no longer have use their purpose changed and for us For you graduates this is good because I know many of you are wondering what what am I supposed to do what am I called to do some of you guys already know and that's great some of you guys are still praying still seeking out guidance counsel continue because God will put people in your life God will put his word to show you what that is But for the rest of us in here i know a lot of you are looking at our graduates and this new generation and going you tell them carlos you you tell them that they need a purpose but could it be that maybe you also have a purpose that maybe god is trying to change your purpose that maybe you're in your 20s your 30s your 40s your 50s your 60s all the way up to your 90s could it be that God is trying to change your purpose again Gets a little uncomfortable right no Carlos I got I got a good job got a 401k I'm looking at retirement I'm looking at investments could it be that maybe God's trying to get you out of your comfort zone for that purpose because maybe you thought you found your purpose but God wants to reveal that purpose once again and it's okay to change course if it's directed by God Now, as we finish up what I want to see is the, the last couple of statements that Jesus makes through this because in it those jars become a tool to display to showcase God's glory and if you look at this miracle it, it, it's his first miracle and you're trying like what ex- he didn't heal anybody right like that's usually the miracles that we hear about Jesus healing the leopard healing the blind he, he turned water into wine like that really impact people but what I want you to see is that Jesus used the miracle to display the glory of God in himself and that miracle alone is the same type of miracle that he wants to do in our lives that that Jesus wants your life to display the glory of god too that whatever it is that you're doing whatever it is that god's called you to that new life that new purpose he wants to use it to showcase god's glory this isn't about you graduate this life isn't about you parents this life isn't about you the rest of us this life is not about us God wants our life to showcase his glory I don't know about you but there's no bigger purpose than that there's no no bigger win than to know that my life is making a difference to point others closer to God that when people leave my conversations that when people leave my presence that when people leave me they have seen a glimpse of God that God has revealed himself in me through my conversations through my actions that when you go to work people see Jesus in you when you drive down the highway maybe I'm speaking to myself people see Jesus in you when you go to school when you go to college when you get that roommate that when people see you they see Jesus And that it showcases God's glory because look at the last verse he revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him there's no greater win than to know that people are drawn closer to God because of you that people believe in God because of you and your life so this miracle He could have turned it into whatever he wanted but the miracle was to showcase his glory and to let others know and we're the same way we're a walking miracle wherever we go so graduates family friends we are called to live a life that points others to him because we he's changed us from the inside out because he's given us a new purpose because we're new in him.